Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot Z A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 1233 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. The Edmonton Oilers and the San Jose Sharks. Oilers did get on the ice a little bit earlier than expected, which there's been a bit of a game plan at times between these two organizations, well, at least one way, uh, with ice access. But here's what the Oilers are going to be rolling with. Uh, it'll be McDavid with Drysaddle and Cassian Arnage with Kara and Neal. Nygaard with Sheehan and Archibald. So Granlin moves to the line with Haas and Chase on, as expected, Nurse with Bear, Clefbaum and Jones, Russell with Manning. Important to note uh, for me that James Neal is going to play um, the right side on the uh, second line. He's been playing mostly left wing here over the last six or seven games. I think he's a better right winger. Nugent Hopkins and Kara have a, uh, a relationship, a friendship, and I think that uh, letters are getting a little bit more size uh, with R&H out there. And uh, Neil will be in a shooter role. Oilers get some speed on the flanks for Sheehan, having Nygaard and Archibald there. And uh, Granlund, uh, along with Sheehan and Archibald, Nugent Hopkins and Carroll will be some of the penalty killers uh, for Edmonton uh, tonight. And Miko Koskinen will start a goal. Jack Michaels putting that out about uh, 10 minutes ago. So it is Edmonton in San Jose. It'll be Koskinen. 7-1-2 with 2.42 goals against average, 0.921 save percentage against the San Jose Sharks and Martin Jones. Mark Spector, I am told, is working the room, so we'll have to push Spec's uh, sponsored feature into the second hour of the show. And uh, we will get to a one-on-one conversation. A lot of you have been asking for more updates from uh, Bakersfield and what's going on there. The guy that oversees that is Edmonton Oilers Assistant General Manager Keith Gretzky, and I spoke to him this morning. Keith, you've been down to uh, Bakersfield on multiple occasions, and we thought it would be a good opportunity just to check in with you right now. Are there certain reoccurring themes, certain things that you're seeing in terms of maybe... uh, how the, the structure and the process of the organization is working in relation to the young players in Bakersfield? Well, I think the biggest thing for the team and, and the young players is that they know it's their group. Um, 
As you can see with our call-ups, we've called up Lagason and Jones, guys that have been there for a while. So it's one of those things that they know that they just got to concentrate on, on the Bakersfield Condors and worrying about their game. Uh, there are some organizations. Nashville comes to mind, and I—I I mean, I got the story from Ian Herbers, and Ian was like, "I implicitly understood. I played our prospects first. Um, you know, how much latitude is—is is, is that in that regard, or is there a prioritization on the Oilers' young prospects playing?" Well, you want them to play. It's—it's it's, uh, you know, at the end of the day, up to the coach. But you know, Woody knows that. We want our kids to play, and, and uh, they've played well. Um, you know, there's times that they've sat and, and watched the games and, and, you know, been on the bench too. So you have to earn your ice time. It's not just going to be handed to you. Um, we don't think that's right either. So there's a fine line of, uh, you know, developing and, and playing a lot and, you know, just hand it to you. We're going to go a little bit different tact, so much focus on sort of the first-round draft choice type players, but the team's 7-7-1, seven, seven, and one, and Shane Sturrett was really the backbone of that squad that went on that 17-game winning streak last season. He's been out. Uh, how do you think Stuart Skinner has, um, because it's mostly been Stuart Skinner who's gotten the majority of the starts, how do you think he's performed given the sort of the, the, the rapid ascension into that number one spot with, with uh, Sturrett out of the lineup? You know, the one thing with Stewart is is that he'll have a good game and then he's inconsistent and not a great game the next game. But I think, you know, the last two weekends, you know, maybe even the last three weekends, he's played well where it's the back-to-back games that he's, you know, mentally, you know, stepping up and playing a lot better. So that's a real good sign for us. We're joined by Edmonton Oilers Assistant General Manager Keith Kratzke, who oversees the uh, farm team in Bakersfield. The strength of the organization uh, long-term is on defense. You mentioned the fact that, uh, you know, William Lagason's been up. He didn't play for the Oilers, but he was up as a seventh defenseman. Caleb Jones is up. He is playing for Edmonton. Uh, So those are two guys that are, you know, 22, 23, that have gotten some time in Edmonton. Um, A lot of eyes uh, focused on your pick from the... Uh, 2018 NHL draft, Evan Bouchard. So let's start there. Uh, Three goals, nine points in uh, the 15 games so far. What are you seeing with Bouchard? With Bouchard, there's a process. And, and, you know, first of all, he played so many minutes in junior. He got into habits. And a lot of those habits sometimes are bad habits. And, you know, I think Dave Mance has done a phenomenal job with him. And you can see his intensity has risen a lot. Um, not just in the games and practices, he's sharper right from the get-go. You know, he's not half asleep, and it, it carries on to the games. And I see a, a, a good improvement. You know, is there room still for improvement? And, and I would say it's, of course, without the puck in his own end. Like to see him be harder. Um, you know, and and one-on-one battles down low, and just use his size more instead of trying to really steal the puck. And you know, not as casual. And that takes time. But there's, you know, areas of his game that's already improven. Different organizations take different tacks. Like Nashville would have no problem having a first-round draft choice applying their trade for a while down on the farm. Uh, Evans uh, was a late-born player in that 2018 draft. Adam Boquist has been up this year. Evan got some NHL time last year. Keith, if, if he doesn't play this year, should Evan Bouchard, and when it doesn't play here in Edmonton, should Evan Bouchard you know, look at that as a failure or is it all part of the process? It's part of the process. He knows it too. He's, like I said, all those guys, they're their own team down there. They know it. Um, You know, 
if you know is there a chance that Bush could play yeah of course but we need him to be a a on his game um, be improve on areas of his game that will help him in the NHL to succeed and and mostly it's without the puck and and that's the hardest thing to teach and like I said he played so much in junior he didn't have to really real work on that part of his game and and it's a big important part of the game in, in the NHL and you can't make those mistakes so when he's down there he he can afford to make those mistakes and and uh, learn off of it and and Dave's done a good job working with them and on video and stuff so in the big picture it will really really help him um, he knows it he's got a great attitude um, he's not sulking down there he's he's uh, you know learning to be a pro down where he should be and that's in Bakersfield last year in the playoffs Bouchard and Dmitri Samarukov played each other and Samarukov's team had a massive comeback and made it all the way to the Memorial Cup and he had a tremendous run uh, he started slowly in junior and then got going and he hasn't he's been a little bit in and out of the lineup so far this year but how would you assess Samarukov to date Keith you know I, I think two things um, first of all with Bouchard at the end of last year, he got a taste of what it's like in the American League. Uh, he didn't play all the games. He, he didn't play a regular shift. He played power play and, you know, the odd shift. He realized how hard it is, how hard you have to work in practice, uh, what it's like to be a pro. So he had that, you know, three weeks, um, you know, I would say a learning lesson more than Dimitri. And I think Dimitri came off a phenomenal year in junior. Um, I'm not saying he thought it would be easy, um, but looking at it, it's a tougher league than people think, and I think he realizes that. Um, you're right, he, he started off slow in junior, and, you know, it's all a process. And, again, Dave and, and Jay have done a great job bringing him along. I thought uh, last weekend was his best weekend. So, you know, it's baby steps for some guys and leaps for other guys. We're, we're okay with it. We know what he is and what he's going to be, and, and uh, you know, it's all part of the process. We're joined by Edmonton Oilers Assistant General Manager Keith Gretzky talking about the players down in Bakersfield. Another guy that got a taste late last year was Ryan McLeod up front. This guy has a chance to be a unique player. He's six foot three, can skate. He's an explosive skater. Uh, what does he need from your perspective to continue to work on uh, down in the minors? And he might be a guy that ends up having to play a couple of years down there. But what, in your opinion, even though he's got the, the tremendous wheels, from your perspective, what's the general area of focus for him? I think with with Ryan to use his speed properly, uh, even without the puck, um, take the shorter ways to the puck, going straight lines, stops and starts is an area of his of his game that he needs to improve on, and stay engaged in the battles. And those are the areas that he's working on. I think JF's done a good job with that. He knows it. He wants to learn. He does a lot of videos. So with him, I think it might take a little bit of time. Um, but there's lots to like in this package. Connor Yamamoto scored in the first four games of the year. He's not scored in the last 11. He's drawn a lot of penalties this year. How would you assess his overall performance? I thought Yamo started off on fire scoring-wise. Um, I think there's been a few games where he's just been okay, and then there's other games that he's played very well and really has nothing to show for it. And, and it's the play without the puck, penalty killing, um, strong along the wall. So those are things that he has to keep working on. He's got to keep working on his shot, <clears throat> get stronger. I, I think 
you know, he has to spend some time in the gym and, and get that smaller body, you know, core strength uh, up there. But, you know, all in all, we're happy with him. We're joined by Edmonton Oilers Assistant General Manager Keith Kretzky, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Uh, Keith, uh, Tyler Benson was a guy who finally got a full season in last year and, and was basically a point-per-game rookie. And he's pretty much at that rate right now. He's got 13 points in 15 games. I got the sense that he wasn't happy with his uh, training camp. He got sent down fairly quickly. Um, again, he missed a lot of time in junior. Uh, I know there's. I get questions from people saying, well, you know, he's gone from prospect from suspect. I would suggest that's a little bit premature. But uh, give me your analysis with where Benson's at right now. I would agree. He's, you know, when you, you have a great rookie year, you think you have high expectations from yourself, um, from everybody else. And the reality is it's a men's league. Um, it's hard to step in the NHL on a regular shift. And we felt it was best for him to go back down, uh, work on his game, keep working on his skating. He started off very slowly, but as of late, you know, that last half dozen games, he's really picked up his game. So, you know, we're happy with Benz. He's he's a kid that loves to come to the rink. He works hard. And you know what? Of course he wants to play in the NHL just like anybody else, but at the end of the day, he's just got to keep working on his game. Cooper Marodi, uh, a little bit nicked up right now, uh, and he had you know better than a point per game last year as an AHL rookie. Uh, maybe just a thought on him. And then a guy for me that's a complete wild card, Kirill Maximoff, because I'm not sure what's there. So uh, give us the scouting reports on those two players. Well, you know, first of all, Marodi's he's got a... Um, an injury right now he's missed the last little bit of games so with him I think he's got to pick up the pace he knows it do things a lot quicker um, not just the skating it's the pace of play not to slow it down so much you got to do things quickly um, so he's working on that and uh, with Maxi, Maxi's a little bit like Dimitri for me um, where it took him a while in junior to get going and I think I, I talked to his agent the other day matter of fact that He's a guy that really needs to work on his core strength and, and especially his legs. And you can see it um, sometimes in the game where he's, you know, a half a step behind. And it's again, it's going from boys to real men here. And, and you know, you're playing against 16, 17-year-olds. Now you're playing against guys in their late 20s. So he's got to realize that. He's got to spend time in the gym and get that core strength up. I, I think he's a, a guy right now that's feeling his way into the league, what it's all about. He's he's eager to learn, um, but it's hard to catch up when you don't have that core strength during the season. So he'll have to spend some time in the gym, and, and you know, I look at him for next year is, is where you're really going to see it. You can always say all these guys are here, but reality is that's where where Maxi is and this is where Dimitri is and where Bush is. So at the end of the day, we're happy, and, and they're not all going to pan out at the same time. Keith, we saw with Ethan Bear, he committed to coming to Edmonton in the offseason, training in Edmonton, skating in Edmonton. Would you guys attempt to push Kirill Maximov and Dmitry Samarukov to, all right, go back to, you know, go back to Russia for a month, but come back here in June, July, and August and give, give yourself a head start moving forward. Get yourself uh, training and working with our people and, and help yourself out. Well, you know what, Ethan committed last year. I remember, I'll never forget it, I was reading the newspaper from Bakersfield, and, you know, he said, listen, I'm going right to Edmonton. I'm, I'm going to go and you know have a holiday for two weeks and go right to Edmonton and I think it starts in May to be honest uh, you know you're you have May June July and August because 
you want that head start and Ethan showed if you put the time in um, and work on your conditioning, work on your game, work on your strength, we have the best facility going um, but it's up to the player. We'll, we'll suggest it. You can't make somebody do something um, but again, you know, we make those suggestions for what's best for them and the team. All right, final question for you. We don't talk a lot about, you know, the veterans. Uh, we're focused always on the, you know, guys we see as prospects. But how important are players like Keegan Lowe and Brad Malone to the, uh, you know, the core of that group and, and helping bring along those young guys? I think it's the most important thing down there. You can have great coaching, but you need great leadership also. And with Keegan, it's the whole team. Uh, he really is great with the defense, um, but it's the competitiveness that he brings, the willingness to come to practice every day and work you know, his tail off. It's getting the younger kids into good habits on and off the ice so he's done a great job and you know Brad's the same way he's you know always on the kids about practice habits getting rest um, you know we talked about Yamo compared to last year uh, what a difference he is and he had a big stake in that and those guys with their leadership are so valuable people don't realize that um, it just doesn't happen overnight with you know the coaches saying do this do that the players need other guys there to show them the way and with Keegan and and uh, with Brad and other players there, they've done a great job with that. All right, that is Keith Gretzky, the assistant general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. This is Oilers Now. It's 12:48 in Edmonton. Oilers Now, where guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's Christmas time, and there's nothing like a Christmas party at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that Oilers Now sent you. Now you can text us at any time on our new. Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors has more for your floor. It's 780-496-0063. A couple texts are coming in. People are asking, Bob, have you heard anything on Johnny Goodrow for Taylor Hall? Uh, Someone suggested that to me actually a couple years ago. Thought that might be something that would make sense. I mean, Taylor Hall is a pending UFA. Johnny Goodrow is still under contract. I can't believe there were actually people in Calgary suggesting that Goodrow should be sat after he went minus five. Like, the Flames haven't scored in two goals. Still a very competitive team. They're going through a funk. That happens. Um, no, you know, I, I just because Taylor's a pending UFA, I don't see that, you know, the trade kind of makes sense because they're roughly the same dollar figures. What doesn't make sense is the term, is that Hall would need a new deal moving forward. Uh, another text said, Bob, what about the potential viability of acquiring, again, on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, the potential viability of acquiring John Gabriel Pajot? Well, Pajot is exactly what the Oilers need. The Oilers need a really good third-line center, and he's a really good right-shot third-line center that has leadership ability. But if I'm Pierre Dorian in Ottawa, would you not find a way to sign that player? I mean, he's been in a pretty important part of their team. We'll get to more of your texts when we return on Oilers Now. It's 1250 Edmonton. Hi, this is Oscar Clefbaum from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1253 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer joining you from San Jose, California. We're going to go into our uh, Oilers Now. Ashley Fine Floors text line. The number again, it's a new number, 780 496 
0063. So the same as our hotline number for the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. So it simplifies from there. Again, the number 780-496-0063. Bob, this come, text comes to us from Jim from Spokane. I feel Darnell Nurse should not be out during three-on-three overtime. Nurse has turned into a great defenseman, but in the last two overtime losses, I feel he didn't defend well, which contributed to the loss. Um, I'd say this, there were some misreads, and I think that the, you know, I think Darnell Nurse would have liked Jim to have had both of those plays in which the Oilers lost no tee back. Absolutely. I believe that he would have, uh, I think that you got to give him, you know, he's still only a 24-year-old defenseman. He's up to 300 games now in his NHL career. His contract is uh, going to be very interesting moving forward for the Oilers, because if you look at a guy like Josh Morrissey, who's a $6.5 million cap hit, that's a pretty good defenseman. And, uh, you know, Darnell won a World Junior Championship with Josh Morrissey. He's right around that wheelhouse. But, I don't, you know, I don't think Darnell's worth $8 bucks, and I'd be very intrigued to see where Anton Thun uh, has Darnell at. And I mention that, um, I mention that because when I sit there and look at Jacob Truba and the New York Rangers and the fact that he's basically been supplanted on their first unit power play unit uh, by a guy by the name of Anthony D'Angelo. I'm wondering whether or not the Rangers are having second thoughts uh, second thoughts about that $8 million per year contract. Actually, I'm going to throw it out there. What's a fair deal on Nurse? Again, text us at 780-496-0063. I mean, orders, I mean Darnell Nurse is a uh, pending uh, RFA, and then you got Zach Cassian is a pending UFA. And I've already stated my case on Cassian, given his age, and he's 29. I'd probably do a three-year deal in the threes if I could. I would be comfortable with that, and I do think Cassian is an important part of the team. Uh, uh, you know, regarding uh, Zach, I mean, I think he's been pretty good. Uh, for the Edmonton has been a definite part of the fit. So, a couple, uh, we can, again, the number seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. I'd like to get your thoughts on uh, where you see the numbers should come in for those two players. All right. Do you want to tell you this? Oh, you're going to have to go over here. Here we go. Temperatures are dropping, so it's just about time to start thinking tropical. Forget about the white snow and start thinking about white snad. How about Porta Vallarta? Jet away with uh, 630 Chad's Jalen Nye in January on an amazing all-inclusive winter holiday tour that includes seven nights at the five-star beachfront Marivelle Armory Resort plus parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. On sale now for just $21.95. Book your spot today by calling New West Travel or visiting newwesttravel.com. Again, it's 12.57 in Edmonton. Hour number two, we'll get some thoughts uh, from the San Jose Sharks camp. Uh, Brett Hedekin, who is their television analyst, uh, terrific skating defenseman back when he played. Married, speaking of skating, to Olympic champion Christy Yamaguchi, who spent several years in Edmonton down at the Royal Glenora. And we'll try to negotiate contact with Mark Spector as well in the second hour of Oilers Now. Off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.